I'm really interested in exploring the literary consequences of moments that complicate the tired narrative of the always already rising West. Hello and welcome to The Common Room, a series of conversations between members of the Yale English Department. I'm Steph Newell. Today we're talking to Marcel Elias, a professor in the English Department. Marcel's research explores the literature and history of medieval England and Europe more generally, often within a broader Mediterranean context. He's particularly interested in crusade and travel writing, the relations between Europe and the Islamic world, and chivalric literature and culture, among many other topics. Right now, he's completing his first book entitled Questioning the Crusades, Romance and History in Late Medieval England, which will be published by Cambridge University Press. Among many other roles at Yale, Marcel is an FGLI mentor, working with first-generation low-income students to create affirmative spaces and help navigate work and life at Yale. Welcome, Marcel, to the Common Room podcast. Hi, Steph. Thanks for the invitation. Can you tell me a bit about your background? So I was born in Toronto, but my family moved to Switzerland when I was five for my father's work. He builds musical instruments and also works in house building and, and renovation. I grew up playing music. I played the cello and reading a lot of fiction. But my main interest as an adolescent and teenager was actually skateboarding. I spent most of my free time in skate parks, um, street skateboarding and local skate shops, chasing elusive sponsorship deals. This uh, lifestyle wasn't always compatible with um, studying and schoolwork, but after a few years of soul searching, I ended up pursuing a degree in English and history in view of becoming a teacher. This was possible for me because unlike in North America, higher education in Switzerland is almost free and students from low-income families such as my own automatically qualify for bursaries to help cover the cost of living. I had wonderfully dedicated and inspiring professors and mentors at the University of Lausanne who encouraged me to pursue a PhD. I went to the University of Cambridge for my doctoral studies on a scholarship from the Gates Foundation. I then held a research fellowship at St. Catherine's College, Cambridge, uh, before joining the English department here at Yale. Thank you. Well, can you tell me about your research and what got you interested in medieval literature? Yeah, so I initially decided to study the medieval period because I found the work of my mentors at the University of Lausanne, both in the classroom and in print, truly inspiring. Uh, these medievalists were and still are remarkably dedicated, enthusiastic and passionate researchers and teachers. So I was immediately hooked. During my PhD, I uncovered a lot of fascinating and largely overlooked evidence on the history and the literary history of Christian-Muslim relations during the Middle Ages. One of my discoveries was that there is a vast body of little studied evidence on Christian conversion to Islam around the crusading movement. Some of the Christian soldiers we know as crusaders converted to Islam under coercion. But many did so voluntarily because defeat in combat led them to conclude that Islam was a better, more powerful religion. Writers and poets in Europe creatively engaged with this historical reality. The disillusioned crusader who blasphemes against heaven and threatens to abandon his faith came to feature prominently across a range of literary genres. Another aspect of my research concerns the key role played by the Islamic world in movements of religious, social, and political reform in Europe. During the high and late Middle Ages, the world opened up for Europeans as never before. 
sustained exposure to other cultures gave rise to a lot of racism and xenophobia. But it also contributed to a growing sense of dissatisfaction with the status quo at home. Other worldviews may consolidate one's identity or may cut the ground from under one's feet. You work on the literature of the Crusades, but are there ways in which that literature can be compared to, say, 19th and 20th century colonial literature? Are there connections across the centuries? Absolutely. In the aftermath of the First Crusade, we witnessed the emergence in Europe of stereotypes closely resembling those famously described and denounced by Edward Said in his seminal Orientalism. So, for example, there was a tendency amongst European authors to portray Middle Eastern cultures as decadent, decayed, corrupt, and effeminate. But the medieval roots of modern imperial ideals came to be intertwined with other cultural developments when Muslim military resistance to crusader colonialism gained traction. So in other words, when the great Islamic dynasties of the Eastern Mediterranean began to reclaim previously conquered territories. Many European authors made sense of geopolitics in moral and providential terms. They believed that God rewarded the worthy with victory and punished the sinful with defeat. And this belief translated into a number of fascinating representational tendencies. Islam came to be increasingly conceived of in terms of analogy rather than difference with Christianity. Muslim characters of fiction came to be used as positive exemplars from which Christian audiences were encouraged to learn. And the Muslim observer and critic of European cultural norms became a ubiquitous figure of European literature. So I'm really interested in exploring the literary consequences of moments of geopolitical fluctuation that complicate the tired Eurocentric narrative of the always already rising West. Tell me, what is on the horizon for you? Have you got something that excites you? Yeah, so academically, I'll be very excited to see my first book in print. Uh, personally, I moved to New Haven a few weeks ago with my wife and one-and-a-half-year-old son. So I'm really looking forward to exploring the, the coastline and the many beautiful areas around New Haven. Do you have a favourite piece of music? And can you tell us what it is and why it's your favourite? I have very uh, eclectic tastes in music. My favorite genres are probably um, hip-hop, classic and alternative rock, classical music, and perhaps above all, uh, jazz. Alongside his career in musical instrument making, my father is also a fantastic jazz musician. So I grew up listening to a lot of live jazz. And one of my uh, favorite artists is the South African pianist and composer Abdullah Ibrahim. So the song I've, I've chosen is Abdullah Ibrahim's Maraba Blue. Thank you, Marcel. And thanks for listening to The Common Room. Our producer is Robert Scaramucci, class of 19, and our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You also heard Maraba Blue by Abdullah Ibrahim.